So serious podcast brought to you by none other than 26 shirts. What's up, man? I want to introduce you to my crew, though. I got my former Buffalo Bills teammate and wide receiver, Donald Jones. You also may have heard him on the John Murphy show. What up, Don? What up, though? It's good. Good to hear you, man. Hey, next up, we got a legend out in Buffalo, current Time and Tigers head coach. Former UB quarterback in Western New York, New Yorker Joe Licata. What up, boy? What's going on? Coach, good to hear from you, bro. <laughs> and last but not least, we had a co-founder of this podcast and television professional extraordinaire, Michael Lafredo, which y'all know him out in Buffalo as Fredo. Let's go. Uh, what's going on, UB? <laughs> Thank you for turning into our first why so serious podcast this has been in the works for a little bit of time and we have a lot of great topics to discuss today but i know stevie and i we want to talk about this a little bit first <clears throat> talking about the night that this all came together and it's crazy stevie because we only met like what nine days ago yeah it was only it was only about about nine days ago about a week ago about a week ago None of it was planned, and um, that's why I feel good about you know getting this going with with the guys. I will say that we do have a lot of great ideas. We got a, a lot going on. I know that our four minds here they're ever turning, and we got really a lot of ideas brewing. We got some guests that we're considering to bring in on the show, and it's not just going to be us four every single week. We we got some guests in the works. We have ideas in the works. We're gonna we're gonna leave those off to the side for now. We don't want to get you too excited right now, um, but. There are going to be some very entertaining episodes uh, from here on out. We're here to stay. We're, we're ready yeah. to uh, show the podcast world what to do. Exactly. And, uh, and it's, it's going to take a, a group effort, you know what I'm saying? Not to sound you know, like, like everything else, but it's going it's to take group effort from our community, from our Twitter fam, from our Instagram family. So uh, make sure y'all tapping in and uh, giving us some suggestions, anything to talk about, anything y'all want to hear about. We open for everything. Life to sports, everything in between. Yeah, definitely. I, I want to talk about everything. I want the fans. You know, obviously, we're going to talk about bills. We're going to talk about football, but we're going to talk about every sport. But at the same time, I want to talk about life. Like, you know what I mean? What's, what's going on in your personal life? Just so we can make this funny. You know what I mean? We're here to have fun. Why so serious? Right. That's the point of it. So we can have fun in this thing. And these you know, are our point of view. Says, handle yeah. business, have fun, right? Exactly. <laughs> And that's all, that's what we're doing, you know, and, and, you know, this is our point of views. And, um, you know, so if you don't like it, you can let us know. We're not going to be sensitive about it, you know, but we are going to try to, uh, you know, make sure we all on the same page, you know, with our thoughts. Word. All right. So, look, we are going to talk about some bills because we just had a, a Monday night bills game. It ain't been a Monday night bills game in Buffalo in a long time. Now, what was it the bills, bills game? No, Cleveland. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, so, was that 2007? I don't know. I don't know what year that was, but um, I want to talk about the team in general and the current state of the team. They, they sit at two and six. Now, I think a lot of people expected the, this team this year to kind of die off from what they were last year, making it into the playoffs. Uh, but right now, it's just the, the lack of talent on the team, you know what I mean? And I want to hear y'all opinions on 
the talent on the team and what you think is needed for this thing to turn around? What's missing with this team right now? I mean, I know I'm a little bit biased when I say this, but I feel like the quarterback position in general is just so important. I mean, you look at the top five, ten teams that are consistently at the top of the league, they're all quarterback-driven teams. And if you don't build around that quarterback, which the Bills really haven't done, then you're in trouble. And it's, and it's tough when when we go through an injury like that, you know. Yeah. Nobody expected that. And uh, I think we just – we're dealing with, with what, we, what we have to right now, you know. Obviously, we want to have Josh Allen playing. But, uh, but, you know, we got Nate Peterman who's up. And, I mean, to be honest – to be honest, I like him because he can make the throws. He can make those throws. And if you look back at the film, check you can check film if you want. All those inter- most of those interceptions, he was he was getting hammered. He, he was- he, yeah, so I just started breaking down film. Uh, I'm doing some freelance stuff for the athletic, and I actually broke down the interception he threw a couple weeks ago. They started in a in a high cover two look. Rolled down a safety from the backside. It's, it, I mean, it's just crazy blitzes that they're throwing at this guy, and he's only playing in his what six NFL game. Precisely, and, and how it's and crazy. I, you know, we're not and we're not making excuses. We don't make excuses for anybody, but you know, just check back on it because I know a lot of them talk about uh, you know he's throwing a lot of interceptions, his passing ratings, and all that. I, and, and it yeah, it, it shows. But just everybody out there, you know what I mean? If 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 we can. I maybe maybe it's on him also to get his steps down a little bit faster. But when I look at his look at his film, I, I mean I see a quarterback that's making the right steps, looking at the right areas. He's just getting hit, and he's unfortunately, smart. things can happen. He yeah. can make all the throws. He's talented enough, and that's why I'm, I'm excited about Terrell, Terrell Pryor coming because he's going. Yeah. He's already got the attitude that. Honestly, I've been talking to a lot of people around Buffalo about that. that we, I felt like we were missing. You know, he holds himself accountable. He says he's he's going to be great. He wants to be great. Obviously, we all feel that way. And um, and him coming in to saying this, and then having Peterman, you know, having another chance or whoever the quarterback is, is, is not Allen right now. Um, I feel like it's going to energize our team and our, our offense. Let me ask you this, uh, both you guys: Are you Bills fans? I'm a Bills fan. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm definitely a Bills fan. So I'm watching the games whenever I can watch the games out here. And when I see the team on the offensive side of the ball, you're missing number one. You know, everybody wants to talk about the receivers. I even tweeted out about the receivers, you know, and you got to have playmakers on the outside, some dogs right. that's going to go get the ball. You got to have speed out there. You got to have people who can work the slot. You got to have all of that stuff. But ultimately, we all know if you coach, if you've been around it, if you played it, this thing starts with a line. And Absolutely. they got to have an offensive line. Or what does Josh Coach Allen say every gone. single week? It's about winning the game in the trenches. He says that every single week, and that's the one thing that we haven't done every single week of this season. Maybe in the Minnesota game we did. Right. And that game was just a fluke. I mean, we all saw that. But I think if you look at that Minnesota game, there's a lot of things that went right that game. But in the other games if throughout the season, I mean, we're 2-6. and six, And I think the main answer is we're not winning the game at the line of scrimmage. And that's that's number one. I mean, you guys know that. Right. Right. That's right. what I'm saying. So, you, gotta, you got to play dirty, man. I mean, in those in those situations, at, that, at those positions, you have to play dirty. And and that's not that's not what, we, what we're seeing right now, you know? I mean, with Eric Wood and... Uh, incognito not being back, I mean, that's just a huge hit. And then they have all that dead cap space that they can't go after somebody. Yeah. It's just it's poor management. Next year is a big year. I mean, it was, it was poor management time. in yeah. the past. And so they're dealing with what they, what they had to deal with. And Absolutely. they, you know, this was part of their plan. To be honest with you, and I talked about this when I was on the Murph show, I don't think that they expected to be in the playoffs last year. You go into every season, you know, with high hopes and all of that stuff. But they got into the playoffs last year, and it was like, oh, playoffs. You know? It's crazy, and, though, because I feel like it was a good team. I feel like it was a good team, a good enough team. I feel like we should have beat the, the Jaguars. Um, and, and then we just let every – it seemed like we let everyone go. Just let everyone walk. We had a more than able quarterback that can sustain us, whether we were was to pick up a quarterback like we did. Um, and – and we just let him go to Cleveland. So you're on the Tyrod chain. 
Yeah, I mean, for yeah, because he can he can keep the offense going, keep us on the field. And, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's it may not be as flashy as people wanted, but he gets the job done. Obviously, he got us to the playoffs after years. That don't that's something that's something major to me. You know, it may not be big to a lot of other people, but to get the to get the squad to the playoffs, you're supposed to ride with that. You're supposed to ride that out. All right. All you know. Right. And yeah, I was on the last one year and then go two and fourteen the next year. Yeah. You know, I was on the the Tyrod. Like they were paying Tyrod Taylor, they were gonna have to pay fifteen million dollars, something like that. That's peanuts. And we're talking about quarterback. <laughs> right. It is. You know it what I'm really, saying? It, it really is it's peanuts. And then you had a rookie coming in that's gonna be on a rookie contract. So you're not talking about dumping, you know, we're not talking about dumping top quarterback money into one room, you could afford to pay Tyrod Taylor and draft right and draft Josh Allen and have both of those guys because Tyrod Taylor is a guy who may plays on the field, but he's also a guy that the team rallied around. And that's something right, you know what I mean? That's something that's big. When you got a guy that everybody can rally around, I think right now, as we talk about Nathan Peterman, I mean, Steve, you know this like I know what it's like. You being and Joe, you know this like you're a coach. When you're in the locker room, and when you get into a huddle as a receiver, as a running back, you're somebody in the huddle with this quarterback, and he has thrown a whole bunch of interceptions, you're not even sure about his confidence. And so right. sure about your confidence, it's yeah. tough for me to go out there and really like <laughs> trust you throwing the ball. You know what I mean? Uh, let me ask you that. Right. When you got a guy walking in there who just threw three picks or whatever, and he walks into the huddle, do you know? As a receiver, what you're about, what's about to happen? Well, it's it's a lot that it's a lot that can play into it, though. For me, I, I would say um, it can be one your personal relationship with the dude. Um, okay. It can be uh, if you if you do if you do any work on the on the practice field with the with the guy, whether he's the first string or the second string. When you guys are doing warm ups, are you um, you know catching passes from him or keeping a light conversation? A lot of things can play into it, and I was the, to just to speak for myself. I was the type of player, you know, I'm gonna keep a light conversation with anybody because anything can happen. I understood that, you know. So when when the guy like um, Nathan Peterman come in, you know, it's, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it chill, just like it was. Hey, what's up? Let's get it. You know, it's, it's gonna be the same thing. Trying to get that confidence because this is ultimately our guy. You know. So were you always trying to be friends with the quarterbacks? I mean, obviously, Absolutely. they always you have to as make that reference. Absolutely, even <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like you you, you have to, you know, and uh, it's really on that that individual whether you're being friends with that person just to you know get the ball or because right. you really care about this squad and, and and moving forward on moving forward on the chains and and scoring touchdowns and whatnot. Yeah, so you so, know what's crazy? I had a um, a conversation with. Morgan State's football team, right? And they're two and five right now. And I was talking to the group of receivers. They came to me and they're like, yo, man, you know, give us some tips on playing receivers. So I'm telling them. And I was like, how many times do y'all get together with the quarterback? Just y'all and the quarterback and go over film and go over all of that stuff. And they was like, yo, we, we've never gotten together with the quarterbacks. And I was like, that's, that's the problem. I mean, what that's are we talking wild. about right now? Y'all got to, if, if y'all not on the same page, nothing is going to work out there on the field. You know, so I think that's something that the receivers have to do. They got to get, you know, together with Nathan Peterman and make sure that everybody's on the same page. Right. When he's throwing that, that out route, you know, that far hash out route or something like that, you got to make sure that I'm doing what I got to do. Because for me, when I look at Nathan Peterman's arm, it's not the strongest arm. He can make the throws, but it's not the strongest arm in the world, right? So when he has to throw that far out, You'll see that get picked off like it did in the Jaguars game last year. Um, Jalen Ramsey jumped that, and boom, we go another way. So as a receiver, all right, I know we're about to run this route. Whether it's a hitch, whether it's an out, whatever it is, I got to do something so that this cornerback can't jump in right. front of me. I need, to make sure, right, I need to make sure that the quarterback understands what I'm going to do so that when I do it, we can get the ball. You know what I'm saying? So these are things that I think receiver position – even a guy like Terrell Pryor is going to help out with 
because he right. is a veteran, he's a veteran coming in, has been somewhat of a star in his other, you know, on his other teams, and he's coming in with a chip on his shoulder and trying to be a leader. I don't think they've had a leader. Even with Kelvin Benjamin, I don't think they've had a true leader in that room pulling all of those right. guys. Right, and, and I feel like Pryor will, will hold his guys accountable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's exactly what we need. That's exactly what we need is someone to hold hold the guys accountable, and um, and it's perfect for him because this is a, this is another opportunity for him. This is a big opportunity for him. I'm excited to watch it. Now, let me ask you guys, um, Joe, Stevie, Mike, all of you guys. You've been around football long enough in all different facets. Yeah. What's what's your thoughts on Coach McDermott? Really, truly just bringing in character guys. It seems like everybody brings in as a character guy. And I feel like where you lack sometimes is talent. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get you want to have good character guys on your team, but you also got to have them dogs out there on the field. Them jokers that's going to ride with you no matter what. And I think sometimes these coaches and trying to change a culture, and I get it, you're trying to change the culture, you miss out on true talented guys because – I need to have this character guy at every position. Especially well, do you think that he's long. looking for like a true, like, do you think he's looking for a true culture or do you think he's trying to bring in what he's comfortable with? Because I mean, a lot, a lot of, of, a lot of Panthers guys, I mean, you see it firsthand here in the city and everybody's calling Buffalo, the Buffalo Panthers or, or the Carolina, uh, Carolina bills. And, and it's, it's, it's crazy. I, I, every single day at work, um, we always talk about it. I work with the sports directors and the sports reporters, and they always say, they're like, why do we keep bringing in Panthers? I mean, if you look at our roster, I mean, look at last year, for example. We had Kalen Clay. We had Kelvin Benjamin. We go bring in um, another Panther. Star Lou Delele. He was a Earl Tulele. He was a Panther also, yeah. I believe. I mean, yeah. we are just constantly bringing in what Coach McDermott used to coach, and is it the fact that he's comfortable with that, or is that what he feels like he has to do because Carolina had success with that team in the past? I, mean, I, think, I think there needs to be there needs to be some type of balance. I mean, you talk about building a locker room, building a culture, the trust the process, all that great stuff he has to say to, to the media, which sounds great. Um, but you're right, you need some dogs. I mean, you look at the Patriots, they're never afraid to take a risk on talent. I mean, yeah, right now you got Josh Gordon over there, but even go back to Randy Moss. I mean, people were questioning him when he was with the Raiders and the Patriots take a chance, and then Brady throws for 50 touchdowns. I mean, there has to be some type of balance. Yeah, that's what it's about, taking that chance, you know, and that's what they're doing. And, and I, I, I honestly like this Terrell Pryor decision a lot, you know, because I feel like he's a Jeff Gordon, I mean, a Josh Gordon type. He's a Josh Gordon type. You know, he can he can go up top, and uh, and he's got he's he's got a different type of attitude. I feel like than, than he's got some swag to him. He's got like, like a yeah, like he's, he's got, got a nice it. little base. Yeah, he's got it. So I just want I just hope they connect a few times, and and this be something cool for the city, man. And you're hearing that from two wide receivers, by the way, that used to play for the Bills, not just anybody that we picked up off the street. I mean, if they believe in the guy, the guy's got to be decent, right? <laughs> Yeah. One thing, one thing that I don't want want to happen is uh, for them to over to to overlook, uh, you know, his work on the field and, and what he's done as far as getting back to this position. You know, uh, like like Don was saying earlier, he was he was the guy. I don't know if was he, was he Heisman talk as a quarterback. You know, yeah. number he's one guy, number one player. Yeah, then and, and now. It was where teams letting him go, and now he's he's back here. So he's trying to establish himself. He didn't give up, you know, and he's he's back. So I'm 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 rooting for him. So we we kind of touched on touched on uh, Kelvin Benjamin. That uh, story of the pregame, you guys all know it. He apparently turned down Josh Allen wanting to throw with him in the pregame. What do you guys think of that? Um, I didn't even see that story. Uh, he turned him down. How? Apparently, yes, he, Allen wanted to get some routes in pregame. Uh, you know how you know how the guys go out about an hour and a half, two hours before the game, just screw around on the field a little bit. And apparently, he wanted to go through some routes, and uh, Kelvin Benjamin said no. You know, I, I and I know Stevie going to have some stuff to say about this because 
you know, Stevie and I were totally different in right. pregame warmups. You know, I was the one out there on the field. Right. Stevie might not necessarily be out there. On the field. Everybody has their own way that they want right. to warm up for games. You know what I'm saying? And so, Josh Allen, I get it. As a young quarterback, he's trying to make sure his guy, his number one receiver, is out there and they, they're getting their timing down. Um, and, and as Kelvin Benjamin, you got to understand that you got a young quarterback. And so, you know, maybe I do need to go out there and make sure I'm working with this kid. But at the same time, if you've been doing something the same way your whole career. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. It's like, yo, that's what I, I don't go out there and warm up. You know, I just don't do that. Exactly. And that's that's exactly what I was what I was going to say is like, I can't speak too much on it because in the in the way the topic came out, it was uh, throwing a lot of heat. At, a third, at Kelvin Benjamin, but, you know, me as the person that I am and that I was, you know, um, I, all times I wasn't out there. You know, I, I, I'd be inside trying to lock in, you know, doing doing other things. Stay warm. Yeah, and not even just staying warm. It's just, you know, I was locked in my own way. When I first started, you know, nobody was out there doing work. Nobody was uh, telling me to come do this. I was just in, in my, in my uh, locker, you feel me? And yeah. you know, so when I heard that, maybe it was it was I was thinking maybe that's how he was. He just this is what he do. But um, like Don said, you know, when you when you just assess the situation, like this is your young quarterback. He trying to he trying to get some work in. I mean, I feel like at that point, if, if they ask him straight up, then you know you got to go out there and get get a few in, yeah. even if you don't want to. Yeah. And the worst part was it was right in front of somebody who was who had his phone out ready to tweet it. Oh, hey, no, we know that goes. Nah, that goes. A teammate? Yeah. It was a teammate? No, no, it was it was a news reporter of some. Oh, yeah, so he was out there already. Yeah, it was a news reporter out of Rochester, and she was right there. She saw it. Um, I guess she was like right there, basically filming warm ups, filming practice, whatever you want to call it. And basically, she, Kelvin went up to Josh, or Josh went up to Kelvin and said, "Hey, you want to run some routes?" And this is all allegedly. I hate using that word. I'm in the news business, and I, I that's the, my least favorite word ever. But um, I, apparently, that's how the whole conversation went down. And I don't know if I'm a rookie quarterback. I look at that situation, and if in it, it could have been brought up in a different light. We might not know the whole story there. But um, I think that when you're a rookie quarterback and you go up to a veteran wide receiver like Kelvin Benjamin, and he's supposed to be uh, on, on this team, uh, the best wide receiver on the roster, and you go up to him and you say, hey, can we run some routes pregame? And he says no? I mean, to me, that's a red flag. I don't, I don't think it's as big of a deal as yeah. I was about to say that. I was, <laughs> this guy in the background. I was about there's to more say that. that we, <laughs> there's more that we don't know, I think. I think there's more that we don't know. Um, there's definitely more than we don't know. You know, like, we don't know how the whole conversation went. It, it could have just been like, hey, you want to run some routes? And he's like, nah, I'm cool. I'm going to go back in. You know what I'm saying? But right. it gets blown into something big. Like, Kevin Benjamin's like, nah, I'm not, I'm not running routes with you. Like, we don't know how that whole thing went down. Right. Yeah, we don't know exactly for it to speak, to speak on it. And I didn't see it. You got to really see that. Yeah, you got to see it. Yo, but I'm going to tell you all this. I'm going to tell you all this. Stevie, depending on if you know him or not, was like one of the weirdest people in the, in the pregame. <laughs> Super I'm telling you. Like he said. Oh, that doesn't surprise he, me one bit. Yo, when he said that he was in his locker, I'm telling you, he like be in his locker with his eyes closed. Mm-hmm. And, he, and it's like, yo, Steve, you good, yo? You alive? <laughs> I, really I, gotta ask, I gotta ask you guys this from, uh, obviously I was a fan watching you guys at one point and, um, and now I'm, I'm basically working with you, which is kind of cool. But, I mean, what was it like to work with each other in the locker room? I mean, that's got – and just in the NFL. I mean, you guys are on the same team. I mean, how, yeah. how cool – I mean, talk about that perspective. I mean, that's a, that's a perspective that a lot of people, 99.9% of the world, can't experience playing with a friend in the NFL and then kind of catching up with him again later in life. I mean, talk about that experience and, and what, what do people not see every single day that um, – that you guys really only get to be a part of and, and talk about the experience itself. I mean, it's got to be a unique one and definitely an awesome one. Yeah. First for me to explain it, it's like, it's the beauty in sports, you know, it's the beauty yep. in sports. There's a lot of talk about 
you know, how it can be dangerous for the kids and which, you know, anything's dangerous. But the beauty of sports is like, is like this was happening with us being together and with, you know, with me and Don. I didn't know, I didn't know Donald at all. You know, all I know is he was an undrafted guy, uh, for a free agent coming in trying to make a name for himself. And when you see him out there working, you, you got to respect it. You got to respect this game. And it's easy for me to, to, to spot out those type of guys because I was in pretty much in his same shoes. But the difference between Donald and myself, he was, he was open. He was open to just being himself out the gate. You know, he was running, uh, going around the locker rooms, uh, joking with, with each other. I mean, with, with everyone, you know, um, you know, he was flexing. He had actually had long hair, hair down down his back. Y'all probably didn't even know that. Um, yeah, dude. I go. Yeah, we gotta. Somebody gotta get some uh, shots of that. His hair, long his hair uh, first scene. I thought he was a sensei or something. Too loud. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I see. I seen the work though. You know, and um, you know, we just tapped in with each other. You know, start grinding together. I want to see him win. Because I see, I know he came from the mud like myself. You know, the, the crazy thing is, though, that as we got closer, you know, and then uh, the families got closer, um, then I started to find out, like, I got a sister named Deja. I got a brother named DeAndre. You know what I mean? Stevie's sister, your sister is named Deja, right? It's Deja, yeah. Yeah, your brother's name is DeAndre. You know what I mean? So it was like little things I was like, yo, this is... This is crazy, and that's where you know, the friendship, you know, you start going over each other's houses and stuff like that. And to be honest... Man, speaking of that, real, real quick, I was because I was just thinking when you said that, and uh, speaking of houses, you know, his family was the, was the type to where when me and Don on the road, when we out working, his wife would just pop up, you know what I'm saying? And, and we and we the type that's always telling people, hey, look, just pull up. If you want to come out, I just people think we'd be out the way, but we always saying, hey, look, just, just show up. We here. And we didn't have to say that. We're going to take a trip out to Cali. Hey, his fam knocking on the door. They opening up the door already, just coming in and having a sleepover. So it was it was cool to have that in the in, in Buffalo when we're across the country from California. You know, so that was that was pretty cool with our fans connecting like that. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, and, and sports. There's a thing about sports in the locker room that, you know, you, you you don't get with other jobs. Like, you don't get to go into a normal job in the corporate setting or whatever setting and just play around and play around and do that stuff in the locker room. You know what I'm saying? You're not – when you go to a job, there's never a point – there's never a point in a job where the team goes away together and y'all there for three weeks sleeping in the dorms together, seeing each other from when you wake up all day, all night, go to sleep wake up and see the same person. You know what I'm saying? Then when you come back, you're in the locker room and you're playing around, you're wrestling, all of that stuff. So you form a certain bond with people in the locker room and friendships that will never go away. You know what I mean? It's people that I'm cool with from my junior college that I still talk to. You know, it's people, obviously, like Stevie and other friends from the pros that I'm cool with just because, oh, that's, that's just sports, you know? And you on the field truly battling, going to war with each other. And so that right there is something different than any other job out there, aside from the military. Um, you going to war with somebody out there on the field. You putting your body on the line. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like you putting your body out there on the line. We, you know, you fight, you bleed, you sweat, you cry, all of that stuff together. And so, you know, it's just something about sports that you, especially football, that you. Yeah, that you just don't have in any other job, you know. And so it was like Stevie said, it was people that you know, when I first came in, you know, I was I was I don't know what it was and why I was open to just having fun in the locker room. But we had people like Freddie, people like Marshawn right. that really was open to somebody like me as an undrafted guy just trying to make the team. They were still rocking with me, you know what I mean? And and Stevie as well, you know what I mean? Well, they were still rocking. Then we had other guys that weren't the guys that were playing around, like your Lee Evans, your Roscoe Parishes, and those guys. And, you know, they were teaching us different things. And Stevie was still learning at that point. You know, they were teaching us different things. When you have all those different dynamics, 
you learn a lot about different people, man, and, and it's just something that you don't get in other jobs. I think it's time, but we ought to hit our first ad because obviously ads pay the bills, guys. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but um, I, we're we have a few we have a few sponsors already early on in this endeavor, and um, actually the first sponsor to hit us up was Search Bob. Search Bob shares your tweets on Twitter. Why not share your searches with Search Bob? Go to searchbob.com, log in with your Twitter username, and share your searches on Search Bob. Search for like the Buffalo Bills, for example, twenty twelve receiver stats. Or search for a new table or any search you want to share. Search Bob is your new shared search engine. Find us at searchbob.com. I think if we uh, actually went on there and typed in Stevie Johnson's stats, we could probably find something in Donald Jones' stats, right? Yeah, yeah the, cool, the cool thing about that is is it, it shows you even more. It goes more in depth. You know, it goes into every team that I've played for, Don has played for. You know, so that Search Bob engine is pretty cool. I just searched for uh, Donald Jones' picture with dreads and got some. On Search Bob? Yeah. On Search Bob. No, I'll, I'll, everything uh, I have on Search Bob. That's terrible. <laughs> shout, out, shout out Search Bob. <laughs> uh, All right, guys. So, moving on. We talked, uh, we talked a little bit of Bills. Um, talked about Kelvin Benjamin being the number one guy probably for the Bills. But, uh, sadly, the best receiver in Buffalo right now, I think it's Anthony Johnson of UB. Uh, the senior, number 83, he's been tearing it up. He had, a, he had a great night the other night, over 200 yards receiving. Um, two former receivers, what do you guys think of him? Well, I, I, can't, I won't say the best re- receiver in Buffalo, period, <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want to disrespect nobody that's in the that NFL. He's definitely up there, though, because the things that he's doing is, is not like any that you're going to see, um, you know, in, in some time. Um, but I would just don't. I just don't want to say in Buffalo. Period. Let's, right, let's go right. with that. All right. So what what did, what did you see from watching that game the other night? What do you think his uh, game projects into the NFL game? Man, I see, I see a valuable asset to to a squad with a with a quarterback that's looking for um, a deep threat safety valve. Because uh, what I seen was a was a dynamic uh, his radius. His catch radius was, I mean, it was it was everything that you need for, for a quarterback. You know, that's that's what I've seen from him. Yeah, for me, I see I see a true playmaker. You know what I mean? Like, I think we get so caught up, and I want to talk about this too, but we get so caught up in a person going to Alabama or a person going right. to UB or a person going to Youngstown State. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yo, we all can ball at the end of the day. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? We developed just like anybody else out there. And he's coming from a smaller school. But for me, you see skill set. You see things that will translate to the NFL game from him. He's a tall. He's a bigger, bigger receiver. He's a deep threat. That right there alone, and he can catch. That right there alone, I think he, you know what I mean, that's going to go a long way for him. He just has to learn the intricacies of route running and all of that stuff. But, yo, that boy got skills. <laughs> right. Play. I mean, right. Donald, you kind of touched on it. I think mid-majors or the smaller schools in general, they actually may develop guys better because they have an ability to get on the field earlier. I mean, you look at a guy like the quarterback, Tyree Jackson. He's been starting since he was a freshman. That doesn't happen at Alabama. That doesn't happen in the SEC. Um, so I think these guys having a chance to develop and get experience is the, is the best asset of going to a – a smaller school. You know what's crazy to me is, I mean, you got a kid like who we're talking about right now that, for me, he has a higher round talent. I don't know where he's going to end up getting drafted, but for me, I can see anywhere from, you know, no later in the third round. I can right. see that coming from him, right? You have a guy like Khalil Mack, first round talent, one of the best players in the game today. Um, and they, and this is no no knock on UB, but you sometimes you wonder like they, they're coming from Florida. How'd you get all the way up to Buffalo and UB? You know, like all of these the schools, uh, yeah, <laughs> all of these <laughs> schools passed on you, and it just goes to show how you know even when drafting, but when these schools are recruiting, man, it's like what are you looking at? You know, on these kids that's top talented kids and end up going in the first round. Uh, you know, and they end up at smaller schools. Um, but he's, he, for me, he's definitely going to end up no later in the third round. Well, K- Khalil's situation was a little different. He was a, he was a basketball guy and then got mm-hmm. hurt. 
So he actually didn't play football his junior year. I don't care. And kind of fell through the cracks and was going to Liberty, and then that coach left and went to UB and took him with him. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's just amazing sometimes when you have such talented guys end up at smaller schools for whatever reason. You know, you get a guy like you know Baker Mayfield who right. had to walk on to Texas Tech. Then he goes, he ends up transferring to Oklahoma, Heisman winner, and number one overall pick. You know what I mean? But <laughs> you got to have that drive. You got to have talent, but you got to have that drive. And, you know, certain guys have it. Other guys just, just don't have it. Yeah, you got to be a dog, man. And, and Baker Mayfield, he, he's a dog. He's definitely a dog. That joke got, got the mentality that Baker Mayfield – as a guy that everybody gonna rally around, like yeah, I was, what? Yo, he can throw right. the ball, but when he in the huddle, he come in right. with a certain presence and swagger about him. That's that yeah. dude that walks in the huddle and just demands it. He's got some moxie to him, and I think everyone in the everyone in the locker room, everyone in the huddle sees it. Yo, the crazy thing is, Fitz had a certain swag to him. It would be different to a lot of people because Fitz is like a doofy. You know, silly dude. <laughs> he is a goofy dude. He's a yeah, he's a goofy dude. But it was a certain swag. Like when we stepped yeah, in the auto with Fitz, yeah. When yeah. we stepped in, we knew Fitz ain't nervous about nothing at all. Never a moment. Is that is that your favorite quarterback you played with? Absolutely. Yeah, I would I mean, say so. Stevie went to a, a few different teams, um, but for me, you know, I had a chance to to be with Fitz, and then when I left and went to New England, I was with Brady. Right, so. The best, probably the best ever to do it in terms of wins. Um, and then, you know, we're talking about Fitz, who's still in the league doing his thing up and downs. But uh, for me, playing with Fitz, and when I stepped in the huddle with Fitz, we'd be in the huddle, and we got like 20 seconds left to call a play, get to the line, and actually snap the ball. And he's making jokes. And we like Fitz, yo, come on, man, like let's let's move. What play we running, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, but that yeah. was the type. That's the type of dude he is. So when y'all see him, when y'all see him, like on ESPN with the, the with, you know, the, dressing up all crazy and stuff, that's the type of stuff he does all the time. Right. That's the type of dude he is all the time, and that's why it was it was easy to play for Fitz. Plus, to me, Fitz never he never had the strongest arm in the world, but he threw a nice. Ball. It wasn't too fast. You know what I mean? It was just easy to catch and and keep it moving. You know, so now nah, for me, Fitz was Fitz was fun to play with for sure. So you mentioned uh, you mentioned your time in New England. They're playing against Green Bay this weekend. I don't know if you saw some of the promos that they brought Michael Jordan out to do a promo about who's the greatest of all time between Rodgers and Brady. And I saw a tweet today. You got one drive. To win the game, who are you choosing, Brady or Rodgers? Oh, man. Oh, that's a great play. I mean, that's a great question. Can I, mean, I answer this one first? You're going to okay. say Rodgers because you hate Brady. 100%. I'm gonna, here's the thing, though. I'm a <laughs> so fan biased. of a – and I obviously don't know much. I'm just – in, in, in lamest terms, I'm a schmuck off the street. I mean, you guys all played. I never played football. But – um, if you look, I'm a big, mo- I'm a fan of a mobile quarterback and Brady, he's not too mobile. He can get out of the pocket, but like he can't run away and, you know, and avoid pressure. So Aaron Rodgers down on Monday night. Well, it was against the bills, but Aaron Rodgers can get out of the pocket. And he creates electrifying plays and that's what I'm a fan of. So I, I got to say Aaron Rodgers over Brady. And that's that. Yeah. It is biased a little bit, but I'm still going to say Rodgers. Uh, but I'm interested in hearing your guys' takes too on that one. Um, for me, I think Brady is mobile in a different way. You know, Brady is a guy who steps up, steps to his right, steps to his left. And there are so many times you see people come so close to sacking him and he'll step up, step out. And it's like, come on, man. You know, Brady, it's, it's crazy, you know, without looking down at all. He's looking down the field. It's like he can feel everything around him. So, to me, he's mobile in that sense. He's not getting out of the pocket running and making plays, but he's definitely a guy who is hard to sack unless you come right up the middle. Or he just doesn't see you coming at all, can't feel you coming. But for the most part, 
That joker will step up to the left and to the right and still make plays. Aaron Rodgers, to me, Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback in the league today. The most talented. I'm talking arm action, arm talent, all of that stuff. Can throw from crazy angles, can get outside yeah. the pocket. Like, the dude is the most talented quarterback in the league. But when you talk about, and he, and Aaron Rodgers has made plays and Hail Marys and all of that stuff. But when you talk about that dude, that has been in so many situations. Just two minutes left. Yeah, yeah, two minutes left in the fourth quarter. That dude who you truly just don't want to see get the ball with that much time left. I mean, how many times have you watched? I mean, we played in the games. Y'all obviously, you know, been around the games. Have you watched Tom Brady? A team will score at the end of the game. I think the Chiefs did score at the end of the game, and then. It's a minute thirty. That's too much time for uh, Brady. Too much and then he would, yeah. and he drives down the field and scores. And and you it seems like he just does it with ease. I'm telling you, yo, it's, it's crazy. So for me, I got to go with Brady. And you know what? It's 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 his time. I'm with you. I'm gonna go with Brady also because out of that minute thirty, he go use every every last second of it if he has to. And 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 the thing is, is sitting in that pocket, and when that when that rush is coming. He's still going to sit there for that extra half a second, which is going to give you 15 more yards, and the, the, the ball is moving. You know, so you you got to go. You got to go with Brady. Just look at his pocket presence. His pocket it's presence is, is on another level. Yeah, man. So, who you guys picking in that game on Sunday night? I'm going New England. I'm yeah, I got to. I got to put my money on New England because. Um, the the Packers is not that good, and you know, you and know, they just got rid of they just got rid of their safety, huh? They got rid of their safety uh, and their running back. Yeah, high Clinton Dix, and you know that the Patriots are going to score points. Um, points. Yeah, and so yeah, can Aaron Rodgers score? Yeah, but the the New England defense can do things to shut down those receivers right. that they has. You know what I mean? So right. for me, you got to go New England in that game. Yeah, they got more ammo right now. Yeah, I'm taking New England too. I'm gonna take Green Bay, but <laughs> there's a there's a fun side of this though. There's a fun side of this though. Um, as much as you don't track. like Buffalo, right now. Oh yeah, oh, the, come on now. Why don't you just pick with pick the Patriots then? <laughs> you know, I, I, <laughs> it was Buffalo. It's a sore. It's a, it's, it's a, it's, see, that's Buffalo, a that's a sore <laughs> subject. But the reason why I'm going with Green Bay. A, because I'm a big fan of Chris Berman, and Chris Berman, every single time on ESPN, he would go in the opposite direction if, if, a, if the whole group picks the other team. So I'm going to take Green Bay. But the fun part about this is that we're going to keep track of our records with Sunday Night and Monday Night Football. Obviously, this is taped. We're taping this Thursday night. This is coming out um, the following day, so we can't really talk about Thursday Night Football. But I will say, the Battle of the Bay right now, the Niners, all over the Raiders. All over the Raiders. Yeah. But... So we're going to keep track of our record on Sunday and Monday night football. Monday night in Dallas, you have the Cowboys and the Titans. Who do you guys got? I'm going to go with Dallas with that one because now they got Amari Cooper. Um, it's his debut, right? Yeah, it's his debut in yeah. Dallas. So too. The Titans got a good team. I, I, I like their team, but I feel like Dallas will try to come out and do the most. And hopefully they... Hopefully they pull it pull it off and I got some paper. Uh, <laughs> Dallas definitely, especially prime time. You gotta you gotta go with them with Amari Cooper coming. It's gonna be a gonna be a good night in Dallas. Stevie, hey, what about you? That linebacker. That linebacker Jalen Smith. He oh, he a problem. Oh, he a problem. Yeah. He, he sideline to sideline. Yeah, he definitely a problem. I um I think you know, there's certain things in sports that teams are used to, right? So New England, they used to big moments. They used to go into the playoffs. Playoff games to, to the most of the guys on the New England team is nothing because they've been in so many of them, right? So Tennessee, they don't necessarily play in that many primetime games. Dallas does. They're at home in another primetime game. They usually get four or five primetime games a year. Yeah, they get every. Right, you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, I, I got to go with those guys in Dallas. And having Amari Cooper is something that I think they've they've lacked. They needed that number one. Des Bryant was their number one receiver, but Des Bryant 
no, no, no shots. Des Bryant, but he wasn't the Des Bryant that first came into the league. And he wasn't the Des Bryant of old, exactly. Right, you know. So they needed that true number one dude that can get down the field, that can um, that can make plays. And as long as Amari Cooper doesn't, because there are, there are games where he'll have he'll drop some balls. You know, yeah, he'll go through stretches where he's dropping passes. Um, but we all drop passes. It's just the, the nature of the beast. Um, I think. He's going to be able to make plays for them and open things up for Ezekiel Elliott. I'm going to take my vote now. Uh, I'm going to. I am excited to see Amari Cooper in Dallas. I think that he it's a right fit. Obviously, you look at the Raiders team this year; nothing's going right for them. Um, in their last, it, it is their last year in Oakland. The last battle of the Bay is tonight. Um, and I honestly think that this one's all about the boys in blue. I think Dallas, the battle of threes and, or three and four teams going on in, at a, in a Texas this weekend, this Monday night. I think the Cowboys are going to come out on top, but it's going to be a close one. Honestly, I would. the Titans aren't as bad as they looked in Buffalo. Not, right. And they had a good defense. They have a, they have a very good quarterback in Marcus Mariota who's really developed over the last couple of years. And I'm going to say Amari Cooper, Joe and I were just talking about it. He's going to have a touchdown. I'm going to say Cowboys, final score, 27-23, a close one. I think they get the ball at the end of the game and make it happen. Um, but after the predictions here, it's time for another ad. Like we said, sponsors pay our bills, guys, right? Let's get it. Let's ride. So it's time to go back on Search Bob. Share your search with Search Bob. Search Bob is a new shared search engine. Go to searchbob.com and log in with your Twitter username and start sharing your internet searches like Stevie Johnson or Donald Jones. Links and comments that's searchbob.com. Go to searchbob.com or get the Search Bob app on your iPhone, tablet, smartphone, Android. We all got them in our hands. And it's also on Google Play, too. So. Go download Search Bob. Joe and I tried a little bit ago. We found a picture, and I wish we could show it with you guys, but we found a, a, a throwback of our boy Donald here in Dreads. It was, it's, quite the, it's quite the look. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna have to get on our Instagram and, and oh, search. It's going up. <laughs> it's going up. Oh, it's going up. We got to show people what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, when I got to Buffalo, I had to cut it because I didn't have anybody to, uh, to cut it. So my boy Naaman, who was a part of the Goon Squad, yeah, name nice. Um, nice. Yeah, it's he, funny. He just, he just texts me too. Like he he like a superstar in Canada, but oh, he's, he, doing, um, he's killing it up there. Yeah, definitely. He his I think his sister was supposed to braid my hair one day, and she she flaked on me, and so I had to. Uh, I just told him like, "Yo, take me to the barbershop. and he took me to the barbershop. I chopped it off, and then from that point on, uh, Stevie and I ended up meeting. Kenny from Signature Cuts, shout out to Signature Cuts. Shout out Signature Cuts. Yeah, you know I mean, and um, you know, I was getting haircuts from that point on. I just texted him. We'll we'll have him on the show one of these times. Yeah, for sure. He's another. He's one that that should have been. He should be our our number one in in Buffalo. You know, he's got he's the skills good. to do that. Yeah, you know, but we don't know how they work in those in those businesses. You know, most of the time. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> one segment that I want to get to real quick. I know that we've been talking about this ever since this idea started nine days ago. I know it seems like it's forever ago, but uh, we talked, Stevie. We talked about this at Coles that night when this whole wonderful idea came together. We're coming up with a segment. We're going to do it every single week. Donald loved the idea. Joe and I loved the idea. What would Stevie Johnson do? I want to throw it back to yesterday, Halloween. What does a man like Stevie Johnson do on a holiday like Halloween? I want to hear your answer for Halloween, but since we're now in November, Thanksgiving's only like 20 days away. So Halloween, Thanksgiving, tell the world what Stevie Johnson does. All right, this is what I have the pleasure of doing on Halloween. I send out three minions and tell them to knock on every door they can and collect candy for for their dad. (laughs) (laughs) So That's what retirement is like, huh? Exactly. I done figured out a way to, to collect candy and kick back and go. All I got to do is say, oh, send up the peace sign. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I got three bags of candy coming in. That's called, taking advantage. That's called taking advantage. Yeah, it is called taking advantage. Uh, what about what about Thanksgiving? Oh, Thanksgiving. I, I just I let the ladies do it, do what they do. And um, we actually have a big we have a big Thanksgiving every year. 
And it's, so it's big food. I just kick back and wait for the food to be handed out. Uh, so one thing I want to bring up here, I was texting a good friend of mine during the show. Uh, we're going to wrap things up here shortly, but this is the most important part of the show. We're going to tease to next week. I have confirmed this is breaking news into Why So Serious podcast. Uh, the one and only Pancho Billa, Bill's super fan, uh, going through a, a, a brutal battle right now with cancer. And I just want to say, uh, Pancho Power, prayers up to Pancho. Um, he is going to be on the show with us next week. Uh, I was just texting him, and he's he's very excited. He said, "Mi amigo." <laughs> so we know Poncho is going to be on the show next week, and I know he's going to be listening to this show. He was super pumped when I told him about it. Um, but Joe, I know Joe's got a question for because I know Stevie and, and Donald. They both got connection. Me and Joe here in Buffalo, we don't we got some connection. Well, we don't you got connection you these know Poncho, you know y'all know everybody. I know Poncho and Pinto Ron, but. Other than Pinto Ron, Pinto Ron, Pinto Ron, we're gonna. It's in the works, but we're gonna try to get him on here too. Uh, but but Joe, talk about some names you want to see on this podcast. Man, any names you got? I, I, I really want to get to the backstory of why so serious shirt and talk about To and Ocho Cinco being yeah. Batman and Robin. Yeah, man, that's 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 pretty much what it was. You know, you it was it was watching my guys. T.O. and Ocho do their thing, and me being uh, one of the one of the receivers from that type that generation that watched those type of receivers, um, it what better platform than to than to bring out the Joker, and <laughs> everything went well, and we outshined those those guys in Cincinnati, and it was it, it was like what Don was saying, we came into the huddle, and, and I, I believe I asked Fitz, I say Fitz, you ever. You ever had a comeback before? You know what I'm saying? One of those comeback games? We was down big. Uh, we got like an interception, return for a, for a touchdown early. We were down by like, I don't know, 14, 17 points maybe. I don't even know. And Fitz was cool as ever, man. Like, yeah, I had one. Kid's got ice in his veins. Yeah, let's 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 get another one. Let's get one going for, for Buffalo. And I, it was like right after that, we ran at, at we were trips on the side, a bunch of the trips done. Yeah. And uh, who cleared out the middle? And I just went on the outside and and watched so serious. Crazy how you remember every single thing. Yeah, you every play you yeah, remember plays like that. Yeah, it's it's crazy because you know Stevie had a breakout game that game. I had my first touchdown that game, my first NFL touchdown on a on a Navy screen, a middle wide receiver screen Man. up the middle, and um. That was right before halftime, and we came out in the second half and just just got it going, you know. Yeah, but we went to work. yeah, we went to work, and that was the day. Why so serious? Came alive, <laughs> and it was yeah, and it wasn't even nothing to where I was thinking this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be legendary. We gonna be we gonna be doing Why So Serious podcast and T shirt all. We didn't. I wasn't thinking of that. This was just something you know personal between. Me and my my uh, receiver idols, you know. But here we are. I'm glad we all can eat off of it. Man, Steve, I wish you was up up in um, Buffalo on Monday for the Thurm game. Yo, we had you know To was there. Man, yeah, I saw that. Actually, there. Was I, like, I was man, at the game. I saw. We was all there. Yeah, we was all in there. They had the whole uh, legends. They had the party, the brunch, and then yeah. being at the being at the game with all them jokers, yo, it, it was cool to be there with the old heads. Yo, Ruvel Martin was there. No, I miss yes. Ru. That's my Ruvel dog. Martin man. Was there, man. <laughs> it was crazy. Hey, what, what, what was what was? Oh, like we we got to tap in later about Ruvel. We probably got to get Ru on, man. We used to we used to. He was a technician also. He'd go back and forth with those with those routes. I did. I went in. I went out. I turned his body. And then, did you see how? Like, I, I, I like Ruvell. We did some uh, nice uh, technique work. Yeah, Ruvell's like Braxton P. Hartnerbrick. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Y'all know Ruvell. He was he was, he was a, a baller. He played for Green Bay for yeah. most of his career. Yeah. He was more of a special teams guy when he got here, yeah. but he was older than us, and it was a technician man. He he came through. It was a lot of dudes. There. It was good to. And that's the thing, you know, as we were talking about being in the locker room and all of that stuff and forming bonds and all of that, the NFL and, and football in general, when you play football, you don't even necessarily have to be on a team with a guy 
but you relate in so many different ways that when you connect with a guy that played, you know, college football or connect with another dude that played in the league, y'all can talk about things and relate. And it feel like, yo, I actually know this dude. Like, we cool people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm there with all of these legends. And I mean, like the Reuben Browns, like the old heads, even older than that, Steve Tasker and Bruce Smith and all, everybody was there. Um, and we all talking about the same thing. Total different generations of football, but for sure. we still talk about the same things. And that's the thing that, you know, I never played with those guys, but it's a brotherhood. It's truly a brotherhood. And this Why So Serious thing, we're trying to get all of y'all listening, all y'all fans. This is going, we forming a brotherhood. With all of y'all, we want, right. and we're going to get to a point where y'all can call in, ask us questions, tweet us. We're going to tweet some stuff out. We want to know right. all your thoughts on everything and not just football. We talked a lot about football today. I'm, I'm talking about life you. too. Yeah, man. We're getting into What's a lot that? of different things, a lot of different sports, life. Yo, you got problems with your girl or your husband? Call us up. <laughs> hey, let's send that, that. Uh, well, Hey, we're not turning into a relationship hotline over here. What was yeah, Stevie no, Johnson doing? Yeah. <laughs> what was Stevie Johnson doing? You know what I mean? Yeah, right. right. What was Stevie doing? I mean, we got we got more segments in the works too, and I know that we're still uh, in the beginning. It's yeah. only the beginning, and one thing I want to ask before we wrap things up here tonight um, on the first inaugural episode of Why So Serious podcast, um, you both played for the Bills in 2011 when. Uh, we beat the Patriots for the last time at home. Yeah. We're going on seven years removed from that game. Um, Ryan Lindell kicks a game-winning field goal. And I only asked this question this week because it'll be a question that really won't be relevant until next year when the Patriots come to town again. But talk about that moment on the field. It, 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 that's probably the closest, obviously, the playoff uh, appearance last year and the Bills making the, the playoffs. Granted, the game wasn't here that they clinched. It was in Miami. But... That game had to feel, the ending of that game had to feel like the Super Bowl in Buffalo. Talk about your feelings on the field that you guys had when you saw that kick go through the uprights to uh, make the Bills victorious. I know I was jumping up and down in front of my TV when I was a freshman at St. Bonaventure. Yeah, I mean, for me, I was in my second year. And all I, first of all, I hadn't beat the Patriots. Now, obviously, I had been watching the Patriots. I grew up a Giants fan, right? So I watched the Giants beat them in the Super Bowls and all of that stuff. Um, but when you're just watching, for me, I always feel like it doesn't matter if you're a Bills fan, if you're a freaking Rams fan. If you're not a Patriots fan, you hate the Patriots because they win so much. You, you guys feel that it? way right now? I feel that. I mean, you respect it, what they do, but you're like, man, I'm tired of seeing them win. I'm truly tired of seeing Tom Brady and Bill Belichick at the podium holding up the Lombardi Trophy. You know what I'm saying? So when they lose, like they lost last year in the Super Bowl, yo, I'm not an Eagles fan, but I'm telling you, you would have thought I was an Eagles fan. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Just because I get tired of seeing them win consistently. I think in basketball, Golden State is going to get to that point. Everybody loves and all of those they boys now. I'm gonna take so a they keep too. winning. Now, Stevie is from the Bay Area, so he a little biased with this. You know what I mean? But it's going to get yeah. to a point where I'm tired of seeing them win. Um, and when that team break up, everybody's going to be happy. Yep. Yeah, it's funny because um, well, just to answer the question about the, the feeling, you know, it was it was cool. I, I felt like on offense, I feel like it's, two, it's three battles. You know, it's obviously a special teams battle. There's a, and then there's an offensive battle, and then there's a um, there's a defensive battle, and I felt like our offense was always I felt like our offense was always ready for them, always prepared, always, you always. know. And so with with that game, it was like dang, it just felt good because our our defense at the time oh, at that game was shooting everywhere. Everybody was was shutting down. I think George had a good pass. George Wilson had some pass breakups. Um, uh, interceptions. I feel um, we was we was blitzing, and Drayton Florence was getting was active. It was it was like, dang, okay, this is this is how I feel when offense and defense is clicking at the same time, you know. And there's there was games where the defense was was carrying us, but um, you know, my feeling wasn't as as ecstatic as um, you know one would think. You know, as far as thinking, okay, we beat the Patriots. It was. It was like, man, we we played as a team, as a unit. You know what I mean? So let's let's try to keep this going. Let's keep it going. 
And it ain't work out like that for us. You know, it obviously it quickly went downhill for us. <laughs> right. You know? It quickly went downhill, but um, that game was fun. I tell you this, when you're playing in the league in those those games, and most games in the league are tight games, yo, the pressure on the field is so intense. It's so palpable. You know what I'm saying? Where you just like, you got to be able to play and make plays through that stuff because if you can't, you can last in the NFL because there's so many close games in the league and there's so many big-time plays that you can make that can really um, go a long way for your team. Your blood pressure, everybody's blood pressure is probably up through the roof. You know what I'm saying? But it's fun, though. And that's the fun part about it. If you can handle those pressure situations, you out there just having fun. I love it. Right. And you, you got to have a lot of guys, though, uh, around you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You gotta have a lot of uh, have a lot of guys that's that's ready to to walk through walk through that uh, run through that wall with you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, go through that fire. And, and it, if you feel like you alone, if you feel like you alone out there in this game, it, oh it ain't gonna work. You know that's yeah. why that's why Don was talking with, about building that team camaraderie. You know what I'm saying? So as long as you feel more like a team like that was my feeling like yo this is how a team feel that's 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 how i feel most um those situations i know we gotta wrap up we you know run a little bit long on time but steve you remember in that game later in the, that the last series when we kicked that field goal when david ran the wrong route you remember that david, david ran, ran the wrong route so dave ended up in the end zone and got a pass interference <laughs> Do y'all remember that? Dave got a pass interference in the end zone. We threw the yeah, ball. Yeah, he did. He did. You know what I'm saying? Um, or it was somewhere close to the end zone. David was supposed to be running the flat. I was supposed to be run the, the one on the route that Dave ran. But Dave was, like, lost out there on the field. I don't know what happened. There was so much happening so fast. He lined up in the – I don't remember if he lined up in the wrong spot or if he just ran my route. And I was like, Dave, what? And ended up going in the flat, you know. What I'm yeah, but you, but you end up, yeah. But that that happened a few times. I feel like with you and and you yeah. read it and read it. Just just and just yeah, that, that's, that's what it's about, though. That's that's what it's about. <laughs> Being there for your squad, Dave Nelson, my man, Dave Nelson. Yeah. He was also another technician, though. I, I like I liked him. He he came in and grind and got his uh, and earned his spot. You know, so shout out, Dave. That's great. We all was grinders. We all was yeah. grinders. He was seventh. Dave was undrafted. I was undrafted. Naaman was Naaman. undrafted. Yeah. Marcus was fourth rounder. You know what I'm right. saying? He had to grind his way through injuries and stuff like that. Fred was undrafted. And everybody loved guys like Dave Nelson, too. I mean, yeah. I, I see Dave Nelson jersey still. Yeah. But and and that's, gonna... that's, that's a shout-out to, to Coach Gailey. Dom, what, what about Chan. that? Yeah, yeah. man. I miss Same that thing. offense in Buffalo, man. The C.J. Spiller effect, fun. just throwing out short screen passes. I mean, yeah. that was an electrifying offense. I mean, I've had season tickets since 2010. And, I mean, even just seeing Chan in that offense, that was probably the best offense really in the last seven or eight years, to be honest. I mean, if you look at if you look at past teams, I mean, yeah, this offense we have right now, get a few more weapons. We have, we have the potential. But – Josh Allen, obviously, he's got to be healthy, I think, and you got to also get some receivers around him to uh, to take shape. Yeah, well, you know what though, I think, and I keep saying, I know we're running long, we got to wrap it up, but I think that coaches get in their own way, you know, and the styles that they come from and what they use to, you know, if they opened they it up, to be honest, they overthink things. Um, Joe, as a coach, if you, um, Coach Joe, yeah, Coach Joe, if you open it up and truly go four and five wide. There's so many different things that you can do, especially with the LaShawn McCoy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this dude can play receiver. Right. And you end up with a linebacker on him or a safety. He going he gonna kill them every single time. And when what happens yeah. is they need to speed the game up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like yo, don't yes, too slow. Too that's much. what we did. Yeah, don't don't make him think too much. Let him just go out there and make the throws. You know what I'm saying? Receivers get open, make the throws, and let's keep this thing moving down the field. And that was Quick what our offense did. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's, it's, a lot of screens. Yeah. Percentage up. Yeah. Right. And I exactly. think the one thing, too, I mean, 
as as we all follow the Bills still. I mean, you got to just get you got to get simple with a rookie. And uh, and it sounds dumb, but at the same time, I mean, look at what the Patriots did on Monday night. They beat us with short passes up the middle and short slant routes and, and yeah, screen passes and, right. and nice run right plays. We tried to get true tricky with the Wildcat. And huh. and that and, and we don't have a Wildcat offense when Derek Anderson's the quarterback. I mean, if you go to Baltimore, they do when they have two quarterbacks and Jackson and, and Flacco is even a somewhat of a hybrid. But um, it, it's definitely interesting to see here in Buffalo. I, I do want to say this, though. Before we wrap things up here, Coach Joe here, big playoff game this weekend. Let's go. Uh, Time and Tigers Let's playing St. Mary's, right? St. Mary's, yeah. At the Ralph? No, at uh, Tift. At Tift. So if big you're in West game. North, big game, big game Friday night under the lights. Playoff atmosphere. Time and one went away from a championship. So, Coach, good luck tomorrow. Hey, thanks. Hey, well, good, good luck, luck, man. That's a good job, too, on turning that thing around from last yeah, year. You know, I was up there last year calling the games. Um, yeah. So that's a good job in turning that thing around. Thank sure. you. Yeah, man. Looking forward to hearing about that one. Yep. All right, guys. So, in conclusion, all this on behalf of Stevie, Donald, Coach Joe Licata, and myself, thank you for watching. We're or listening. Jeez. Uh, we'll be back next week, next Friday. Brand new show. We have various topics already in the works. Poncho Billa will be here, not here with us, but he will be on the podcast with us. You'll hear from him. Obviously, prayers going out to him. Poncho Power. I know we're all with you, Poncho, and um, we'll see you next week. As always, Stevie, what do you always say? Let's ride. And what's the other one, HBHF? Handle biz, have fun. Handle biz, have fun, folks. Thanks for listening. This is Why So Serious Podcast brought to you by 26 Shirts. We'll see you guys next week. What they want from me, what they want